Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Welcome to the Employer Content Marketing Pod. This is the podcast that looks at employer marketing through a content marketing lens. So for the first time, all returning listeners, I really want to thank you for for listening. You're all really awesome in my book. You know, please do follow, share and rate this pod. Your support really does you know, mean a lot to me and I think it really helps kind of keep the motivation going to to still produce these these episodes and have chats with some some great people in the industry. In this episode, I want to talk about early careers marketing. It's a highly competitive market and it's important that employers are connecting school leavers and graduates with the right jobs. It's of course their first step in their career, so employers have a really big responsibility to make sure those first steps are are taken with confidence. That's why I'm super happy to have Ollie Fisher co-founder of SpringPod with me today to talk about how they're using content to help employers inspire school and college leavers, students and graduates. So, um, yeah, let's start off with just introducing yourself, a bit about yourself and tell us a bit about SpringPod and why you set up the company. Yeah, sure. So um, my background is uh, marketing, really. So for nearly been in marketing for about 10 years and um, primarily in uh, like technology uh, space so working for uh, different startups uh, and also on an agency side um, as well um, then uh, about nearly yeah three years ago um, joined Sam at SpringPod and uh, co-founded uh, the, the business um, and uh, the, the main reason for setting up SpringPod really was um, we're essentially a careers network for 13 to 24 year olds um, and what we what we would do is help help young people um, explore the different options that are out there um, and okay. uh, showcase the different routes that they can take to to get to that career path. Um, the, the, the reason for launching it was very much around um, our team's previous experience of careers advice at school. Um, still not really met anybody who who rave about their the advice that they got, and, and likewise when they left uh, university as well. Um, so we wanted to make it find it. Uh, make it easier for young people to find those opportunities regardless of their background and to also um, help connect them with uh, employers and also education uh, institutions um, online um, uh, or before they leave education. Nice so you kind of do you feel that do you feel there was a bit of a gap there that needs to be filled up? Yeah definitely I think yeah I think um, as I mentioned when people are looking for work experience when you're in let's say uh, in school um, you often try and turn to your your friends or your, your family and your closest people around you uh, and try and help them get them to knock on a few doors and, and get you some work experience um, mm. we find that's a bit bit broken especially for um, more disadvantaged students um, and trying to uh, if they can't get to the um, to the best companies in, in the UK because of where they're, they're located across the country trying to open up the opportunities and we're doing that through uh, in-person obviously work experience but then also we're bringing out a virtual work experience um, way to try and enable every young person to get work experience with the likes of um, Airbus or or whichever companies that um, um, that we're we're looking at it with as well. Nice. And how many people are in the company now? So we're coming up to I think we're just around about eighteen at the minute, and um, maybe a bit less than that. We some track a few new starters every every week at the minute, um, <laughs> which is great. So we're we're growing quite quite well. Um, with uh, I guess um, since COVID, we've we've pivoted and introduced a new solution, which has really taken off um, and um, yeah enabled us to scale really. Uh, I guess I'll take you over that in a bit more detail. 
Yeah, nice. And um, so one of, one of the things I really like you that you're doing at the moment is um, you told me about Springpod Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us a bit about that and you know what you've been doing as a as a studio? Yeah, of course. So I guess in terms of the, the business, we're currently structured. We have our main um, platform, which is our Springpod and our, our app, so iOS and Android. But then um, about two years ago, we um, we, we launched um, well, the, our first series that really that we, we produced. Um, and I guess it starts by I'm, I've been a big believer of content marketing throughout my career today. Um, and I guess looking at our, our audience and demographic, um, just creating uh, blog content, um, it just really wasn't going to attract the audience and just not going to engage with it that well. Mm. Um, and obviously everyone knows that creating video content um, at scale with consistency can be quite costly. Um, mm. So we were thinking about how can we try and bring this into our more, more uh, product offering as well. So we, we brought out Springpod Studios and it's been a great way for us to uh, drive revenue and results for our clients, but then also to leverage um, the awareness and driving it, it brings us, but then also focusing very much around um, affinity. So um, creating um, creating binge-worthy content that, that young people and also teachers can consume and they can show in classrooms, but it also keeps at the level of um, time that those young people spend with Springpod as a brand um, and interact with us, really. What's... Um... What's what's binge worthy? What's bingeable? <laughs> so I guess I think um, in terms of obviously you see like young people engage a lot with um, different uh, vloggers and stuff, and they're creating consistency in their content schedule. That's what we yeah. wanted to bring to as, as well. Um, and uh, I guess every single recruiter, every single employer, brand um, in this space are fighting for the attention of these of these young people, and um, they've obviously got to fight against other um, mediums out there, especially with the likes of TikTok now. Um, so we mm-hmm. wanted to bring the content in a bit more of an interactive and engaging and and um, an entertaining way as such, really. So we did that with our first, um, so we launched our first content piece, which was um, back in 2019 now for National Friendship Week. Um, so we did a, fir- a virtual careers fair uh, where we teamed up with about 10 um, employers. Um, and it was mm-hmm. a week, week long. We, we got a lot of really good feedback from teachers and from uh, students um, around the content. And then that helped us really um, think about more um, series that we could put together. It was obviously a, it was a revenue driver for the business as well. So it's really successful on that front. Um, so we launched our first um, binge-worthy series as such um, mm. uh, back in uh, in February this year. So we started the production in uh, November and it was called Classroom to Boardroom. So we had some really good results uh, from that. We had over uh, 800,000 uh, students who engaged who engaged in the content. Um, and that Lovely. was um, good. Uh, that was a that was a 10 episode um chat show so it's really mm. i guess it was quite a lot of work to try and create the production um obviously we had the revenue that came in for it as well so that we um it made it worthwhile for us um but yeah it was really exciting process and um i couldn't recommend brands looking at it even more i guess it can be as i said quite a costly thing to, to produce but for if you've got a, a business where you can look at monetizing it from a um a, a media sell as well it's definitely worthwhile the virtual fair so what kind of what mm-hmm. kind of con- content did you you create for that for your clients 
So um, the Virtual Careers Fair was, um, the content was um, essentially uh, talks and uh, panel discussions with apprentices and um, uh, other colleagues from different organisations as well. Um, so it was around about 30, 25 to 30 minutes long. Um, one example with Jaguar Land Rover, we recorded it at um, their special uh, event vehicle operations centre in, in the Midlands. Um, and that was really cool to see the different um, things on show there. So we we went around and got a lot of cutaway um, footage um, and then integrated that with our, our main panel discussion where we were discussing the, the life as an apprentice at Jaguar Land Rover. Okay, so you had apprentices there kind of fielding questions and... Um... Yeah. Is that an element of um, kind of demystifying the world of uh, apprenticeships? Exactly, yeah, and okay. also taking them through the journey and what it was like and uh, trying to keep it quite authentic, really, I guess, and um, their whole, their experiences to date of what it's been like and uh, what advice they would give to other young people looking at going through that process, really. So obviously that was, you know, went down you know, very well. Um, you'd say so you it reached how many people? Uh, the virtual careers fair we reached probably just over thirty thousand in the space of a week. Um, oh. So that was, um, and our main route to market for that was um, via secondary schools uh, and colleges. Um, mm. But then, yeah, one of our most recent ones, classroom to boardroom, has just um, had over eight hundred views um, for that content so far, mm. um, and a really good engagement time as well. So that was. They have been our main pieces of uh, content. We've also recently released uh, two new series. Um, so one of them. Um, was a podcast series which is coming out um uh, and it, this is a completely different and not like a normal uh, uh, podcast show really uh, what we we found is we get a lot of young people especially because one element of our app is we have opportunities on there um it's always students when you're applying for a job it's the first time you've ever could be the first time you've ever applied for a job in terms of an apprenticeship or a graduate job um, mm -hmm. and it's of course often quite um scary applying and understanding what's going to happen once you've clicked apply so we've brought out a new podcast called clicking apply uh, where we have um, recruiters um, and also candidates who are um, explaining to the listeners about what it's what the process is like applying for a job at Jaguar Land Rover or um, or cancer research we've had on so far. We've got uh, numbers of different brands uh, lined up who will be uh, featuring on the podcast. Um, uh, so yeah, that's essentially what it's about. All about the process, um, what to expect, um, what tips they can give, um, and the, the whole content for that was going to be hosted on um, our uh, opportunities and our job adverts. So mm. again, it's a different way of utilizing content, um, and uh, will be hosted again across Spotify and uh, Google Google Podcasts. And then um, our most recent thing, which is uh, Learn Lounge, which we released. Um, God, uh, start of April, I think it was. <clears throat> yeah, mm. so a few weeks ago. Um, so that's been a real success and um, today we've had a lot of people engaging our content um, so we've had weekly um, or daily broadcasts with uh, inspirational um, speakers um, from the likes of um, Richard Browning, the jet suit inventor, uh, all the way through to uh, Monty Panasar, a cricketer. Um, and, and many others. And we've got a really strong lineup of speakers uh, we're inviting to try and inspire young people and also give the Q&A. Um, and then we're also bringing out different streams of that. Um, and this is how we're um, looking at um, bringing on some of our clients and also uh, opening up to our new vertical, which we've, we've gone into, which is the university and college market. Um, so having streams specifically for different audiences so that young people can come through and uh, get join our employability masterclasses, but then also they can have a look at the different university content that um, is being delivered throughout uh, Learn Lounge as well. That's good. So it's, yeah, there's a big focus here on on 
something that's said often, which is, you know, kind of creating that valuable content, you know, and kind of putting on the meat, meat on the bones and that is what you guys are doing, which is basically going, right, well, there's things that people actually fundamentally need to know um, that this content can help demystify. Um, and there's things that although, you know, recruiters um, are very close to, you know, the ins and outs of, of their company and the process of mm-hmm. getting to that company, you know, I think sometimes it's kind of step back and realize that actually a lot of people don't know this. And so therefore yeah. going kind of back to basics is really important and providing that kind of utility, that helpful content is, I think, is, I think, really, really important. Um, so it's, I suppose, giving giving it a different angle beyond, you know, what has so often been used over the years, which is, which is promoting how great the company is and the opportunity you can get that company um, is understanding that first of all, you need to be doing a whole lot of work to actually make them understand what exactly. the world of work is all about really. Yeah. And I guess from, from the way that we've seen success of it as well is it, it's not having it so uh, sat under our main brand of SpringPod and, and bringing out more fun, um, different themed uh, content groupings, which are under a sub-brand um, mm. has worked really well for us. Um, it instantly um, uh, demystifies the way of people are, oh, that's from SpringPod, this is brand focused, um, like you would see to, uh, traditionally with a job job ad, for example, having it in a completely separate um, um, sub-brand has, has enabled us to reach more people um, and have it so that it's always powered by SpringPod um, and it's brilled in that affinity um, and we can have that softer call to action during the end of the content but having it uh, under more of a fun and engaging brand and we've got other um, content series we're releasing um, again which is under that we've, we've um, stolen a couple of ideas from Netflix um, one of them being um, an explained series um, which is um, going to be called Apprenticeships Explained and that's going to be on YouTube and uh, I think there's a massive opportunity across YouTube um, uh, to try and tap into create from brands as well to create more long-form content um, Definitely. which is um, under a particular area especially from SEO it's pretty bad and we've, uh, we'll be releasing the apprenticeships explained in the next month or so and uh, so mm. we've got a series of 35 videos um, and I guess I can't really you, you can make um, video production, which you can spend as much as you want on it, <laughs> and but and uh, at the same time you can get quite a, same results as spending less. Um, so with mm. with internally we've we've created all our content ourselves. For example, classroom to boardroom, we built the set ourselves. Um, we obviously brought in freelance uh, videographers, but you you can create content uh, like a like like a video um, a production company at a fairly reasonable amount and get really good results from it and make it look authentic and, and really professional as well. Mm, absolutely, I was talking to um, Nick Francis from Casual Films um, about um, something he mentioned in his book, which is kind of brands behaving like broadcasters, and I think this yeah. is absolutely like that. You know, it's looking at programming that is fundamentally understanding, you know, not just the demographics of, of a target audience is understanding what their what their needs and motivations are, what the psychographics are. Um, and yeah, like classroom to boardroom is, I think, a, a perfect example of that. You know, it's about brands behaving like media companies, like broadcasters, and yeah. seeing, you know, well, what content is going to be of value. And actually, you know, looking at you know, the About Us section of your website, you know, so that's SpringPod, we help young people discover their futures through career, career exploration and real, real world employee interactions. And I think it's no surprise that you guys have gone down this content-led route because mm-hmm. it's absolutely bang on for what, you're, what, you're, what you talk about as a business. 
and enabling that career career exploration. I think it's really great. Um, so with classroom to boardroom, uh, mm -hmm. what kind of what kind of um, discussions were we had in that in that series? Yeah, so we had um, quite a broad range of different um, guests who were, who came onto the chat show. Um, so we had, um, it was sort of very much focused because it was launching during National Apprenticeship Week. Um, it was very, all of the, 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 the guests and speakers on there were apprentices. So we had apprentices from the likes of EY, Pret, Jaguar Land Rover, uh, Capgemini, uh, ICAW, which had a broad range of, of uh, apprentices who came on and shared their their experiences. Uh, so very much from what they were like at school, um, all the way through to what the, the program that was like at that 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 company, um, what tips they would they would give. So very similar to like the click and apply content, but just in a different format. Really, um, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, it, it was all each episode. So the ten episodes in total were um, focused on a particular brand, and they they utilised the content to share it across their channels, uh, and also the, obviously through through our network as well. And we had a lot of um, schools utilising the content uh, throughout National Apprenticeship Week, um, and a lot of um, uh, obviously from that it's constantly being viewed um, as we go on as well. So yeah, there was a, a diverse group of apprentices really, and we're bringing out we're going to be doing series two and series three of it as well um because it was a massive Good. success and um, so we've actually got series two already booked in that's going to be graduate focused and um, we've got awesome. about three or four um employers involved in that already so and um, we're hoping to we were that was going to be released in july but obviously because of current circumstances we're going to have to push that back um the filming of that so yeah series two and three is on the way with series three focused on um apprentices again and that'll be for uh next uh, national apprenticeship week 2021 Nice. And um, yeah, I kind of see you being very responsive to obviously the current crisis and um, moving towards having, you know, purely online um, solutions here, like yeah. Learn Lounge, for example. Um, why, why was doing something like Learn Lounge important um, to you and the business, uh, this particular, you know, situation we find ourselves in? I guess from the whole purpose we set, we wanted to launch Learn Lounge was to Obviously, everyone's quite low at the minute um, and obviously the uncertainty around what's happening with um, exams and with, with UCAS and, and uh, universities and so on. Uh, we wanted to try and bring content to young people that was going to inspire them um, and to, 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 to carry on exploring different options and to um, try and bring influential people who have been there um, and uh, to use that as a mechanism and to support teachers and parents as well during uh, the difficult times, really. We partnered up with... Uh, the children's trust on it um and that's their um they their ceo spoke on it um and yeah the so there was another uh, an element of trying to give back as well from from our brand for that that series mm. uh, but then separate to that as well it was also um we've done the virtual careers fair which we did two years ago was our first take of virtual events and they can be quite Quite challenging um so we used it as well as a essentially as a bit of a, a trial because we brought out a new product offering um under a new brand um, where we're serving um universities and colleges through our online open days um product um, mm -hmm. so we'll be delivering open days for um, our clients so that students in our network can attend them um, and learn a bit more about what it's like to to, to go to that university and uh, take part in mock lectures and, and and so on so yeah it was a bit of a it was we wanted to do something good. We know that our audience and our user base um, crying out for content like this. It's always been something mm. on our radar, so uh, that we wanted to do. Um, but I think it um, the the current circumstances just enabled us to um, drive it forward quicker. Really, mm. I think um, you know if, if think about you know 
marketing conversations and often things like inspiring and adding value is is talked about and again i think what you're talking about is absolutely puts on the putting the meat on the bones of of those kind of words and phrases which is you know actually there's some of the stories you hear on learn lounge are fantastic you know monty panasar and you know monty, monty panasar you know being very high profile you know a very well known person in the english cricket team with a with you know with a really kind of with a really great story and you know he faced challenges himself didn't he you know and about depression etc and you know talking to entrepreneurs who who you know were uh, you know did something because they had such a big passion for it and mm -hmm. you know, I one of my Toby you know, Toby who was involved in in one of the sessions I know him yeah, well from great. way back in the my school days and knowing about his background and his family and knowing his family to hear his story about you know the challenges he's faced and and how he's overcome them is um you know was was extremely inspiring i think in fact so much so i i think you said that um it was his session was being shown to a, a school in cambridge um yeah. during a school assembly which is actually our well, my school's our school's rival school so it's, <laughs> it's like wow that's amazing you know it's um so we might try and get it into our old school as well um but for me nice. that's great because it's 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 and it can seem a bit cheesy here but it's absolutely true you know, potentially there are there are there are entrepreneurs that will come off the back of seeing that kind of content there will be people who want to do what toby did or something to similar to what toby did which is you know travel a continent <laughs> on a <laughs> motorbike you know i think and i think that is inspirational and that's giving people the confidence to have confidence in themselves really so no, it's really nice to see what you guys are doing with with learn Edge. absolutely yeah, I guess as well. We with Monty's talk, we had um, nearly I think over a thousand uh, cricket clubs um, across the country who who were sharing the content with their junior members. That's and good. I guess it, I just can't emphasize like doing stuff like with content. Um, even it's not it doesn't have to be so um, product or service related specific. Mm. There's there's no there's another level of content where you can look at which is more theme based and you can mm. really tap into different audiences where your brand isn't currently exposed. And mm. that was really a good a key learning from what we did. And I guess from early careers point of view, you can look at that from uh, potentially from societies, but even again from sports clubs or if, mm. if you've got if you if your theme is closely related to what your business does and the mission, um there's no reason why you can't tap into those different audience networks. And that was one way that we've really um driven a lot of um uh, attendees and um, registrations for our learn lounge talks um and also had the the experience set up so it's really easy for them to uh, get through and watch the content so yeah definitely recommend thinking about um how you can look at your different themes of content and then where the different other channels because it's really it's one thing creating content Creating content is essentially the easier part, uh, promoting it and distributing it and making sure that it's in front of the right people and it also uh, resonates with them and they're going to come back and watch it more, especially we've been mm. talking about affinity. It's really important that you you do get the promotion side of things right. Um, and I guess making sure you show consistency in your schedule. So having your series all built up around whatever theme it is and making sure people can know when to come back for the next thing. That's what Netflix, that's what these YouTubers do really well is making sure that once to watch that piece of content they know when to come back for more absolutely and actually when you you talk about um um recruiters or employers and youtube you know and mm -hmm. looking at you know having more longer form content on youtube is absolutely right i mean i i did some did something over national apprenticeship week where i looked at apprenticeship 
related videos and um you know there just wasn't wasn't enough there and so you know doing your explainer series one of them covering off apprenticeships is great and i think i've often i have often seen youtube in kind of social media audits absolutely kind of right at the bottom in terms of of time and attention spent on it yeah. great content for it and it's often has been seen over well for most of its its um life as a platform um employees using it as a place to store their showpiece videos um yeah. and other videos but actually you're not treating it as a channel um yeah and when you treat it as a channel you know and you think what what content would i create if i was a broadcaster <laughs> or a media company you know it totally changes it totally mm. changes and i think what you're talking about is such a good such a good example there and you know it's um you're absolutely right about the promotion it's uh, it's so important to make sure that content is seen by the right people because it can be amazing content but you know is a video great if it's not seen by the right people or enough of the right people um so and also there's this thing about um content actually becoming that, that evergreen content is something that is the gift that keeps on giving in terms especially on youtube people can view that content anytime and it could literally last for years and continue yeah. to add value well after the the post-production is finished on that on that video um and you can, you can, you can always upload uh, update the the content as well and it keeps the same video with with youtube it's really important to think about um you can just update the, the video file so that you don't lose that juice that you've already built up and just make it more mm. relevant you see loads of i guess the, the best marketers out there um in terms of the like the seo people are on youtube are doing these videos constantly and constantly mm. optimizing it um all they're doing is replacing the the, the video and just making it relevant uh, as the time mm. goes by really yeah things like things like thumbnails make sure thumbnails are right so yeah. when people are spinning through youtube they're actually their eyes plant on on the content that they think is going to be of interest to them and making sure that descriptions are right yeah. file names are right uh, you know video title names are right and not just the file names of the video that was you know the final version um there's all these little things you can, that don't just rely on youtube optimization you can always repurpose that content um and google are now showing um uh different video uh videos within search results so you can uh, essentially mark that date that video up on your website and it'll then appear within uh search results and video cards to so make sure that you're also making sure that you the content is optimized on your website and reusing it in many places as possible really yeah, don't absolutely. just rely on creating the content for for youtube Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as I say, it's it's down to looking at which platforms are going to be the best for you to use, and um, definitely that thing of repurposing content and making sure it's you know you can use it elsewhere is I think really important. Um, with Learn Lounge, you know, mm -hmm. so you had you've got basically got a, a series of, of of hosts, haven't you? So the yeah. format, although of course I'd imagine that you know a, a whole lot of organisations gone behind it, but you know, it's quite like the simplicity of the approach, which is you have a host, you have someone who's you know, got a lot to say say about something, and then it starts from there. Um, so exactly, we're not yeah. looking at you know extremely high production value because it's more about what the, what they're saying above everything anything else. Yeah, we have. So we um, 
we worked with a number of different presenters and again other brands out there who are interested in looking at this sort of um, strategy you can mm. utilize platforms like star now where you can get really professional presenters who are um maybe still in university they're really good um, and we yeah, did a cool. series of uh, auditions um uh, a few months ago now where we had about nearly 50 different presenters come and audition um, like oh, was um but that was really fun <laughs> process for the team um but what it helped us do is really see which presenters would work well for us and we've We've got now a, a roster of presenters who we're working with on uh, open days, on uh, Learn Lounge, on uh, the Words and Apprenticeships Explained. We've got a really good group of them uh, who are fantastic um, and they really uh, get the content um, and it just makes it look so much stronger. There's nothing worse than uh, looking at a, uh, attending a Zoom webinar and um, the people are just not engaging whatsoever and the, the, the presentation background, the presentation design is terrible and it's just instantly going to turn people off especially young people you need to make sure it's a it's really engaging and making sure that that you can do things easily by just making sure that the backdrop of what where the presenter is they've got a um image of, of your logo or, or, or what have mm. you it's really straightforward um so just making sure that you're looking at the the essentials to to make the content even stronger and that's what we've done with the presenters and they've um definitely uh, shone through so far and um what's the what's the viewing figures been like for learn so far so we've yeah varied um in terms of we've seen that we so the first two weeks of it we were having two um sessions a day putting quite a lot of strain on the team um but up to up to now we're going to three main um high um um influential speakers a week and then having our master classes as well um for for young people so they've varied from we've had up to 1500 attendees live watching it um so far so yeah the the viewing figures for different sessions are not varied but uh, to give it like likes of monty um we had over a thousand watches live which is great um, yeah, awesome. and then the viewing figures obviously on demand are even more so than that where uh, it's constantly being viewed um, and we're now in the process of how we can repurpose the content so across youtube mm -hmm. um turning it into more um shorter videos for for social and um, so all of that process is we're putting in place in a minute i guess as a one challenge that we've had with um content because we're um using it as a um, a delivery um channel as well for some of our clients um and mm. it's a revenue dri uh, driver uh, we've always been ones to create create more with we've not been we're now thinking about how we can repurpose more of the content and uh, make sure we're constantly using it so that's one thing we're looking into now is how can we repurpose more of the content we've created we've got so much of it um mm, <laughs> it's just trying fair. to it's just trying to repurpose it as much as possible really nice it's um yeah i think when you think of a company who's going right okay that company is is um a piece of technology that's helping connect um school leavers um students um with with employers um you know this is adding a massive extra layer to that <laughs> and i think this 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 kind of content-led approach that you're taking through spring pod studios is is fantastic um i mean with um so we've got you know we've got early career marketers listening listening mm -hmm. to us you know they've got apprenticeship schemes that they need to be recruiting for graduate programs they're recruiting for um you know what what advice would you give those people if they're wanting to kind of turn the dial more towards being having a more content-led approach to what they're doing i think um i guess it, it's obviously a bit 
interesting to know the types of content that they're currently creating. Um, but trying to think how can they turn that into more of, uh, like I've been talking about, how can you take more binge-worthy, more of a schedule and have a brand behind it? That's not just your your main your main brand. Um, I know mm. this can be quite difficult with some larger organizations, but um, I think it's, it's really, even a podcast, which are really easy to create these days, um, having its own identity rather than it just being by by google and um having that exactly. the podcast name have a brand itself create a brand around that piece of content um it's one where a bit of advice i would give um and i guess um also experimenting across different channels having a look at youtube there's a massive opportunity from that front repurposing content as much as possible as well you can quite easily do uh, when you're doing a podcast you can also record the the the, the conversation as well and, and reuse mm-hmm. that content across different social channels so i think yeah just my one bit of advice would be to really um, have a think about how you can uh, create brand affinity and how you can get um, young people to spend more time with your organization whilst they're younger and um, through co- uh, content that's going to add value to them is mm. one is one thing that I would really focus on. Yeah, for sure. Actually, again, when you're, when you, when you do it that way, if you're creating say this kind of sub brand is content franchise that sits under your brand, um then straight away you do i think switch the mindset of thinking about well what content is going to be of value to the people who are watching this content as opposed to you know what do we need to say about ourselves um exactly because there's a, there's enough there's enough you know brands out there that will be talking about themselves and you know there's is it the meaningful brands research that comes out every year from um from Havas worldwide I think each year they've said the numbers around about, I think it's around about 70%, if not more, um, of, of people on this global research say that if brands disappeared tomorrow, or 75% of brands disappeared tomorrow, no one would notice. You know? and, yeah. And ridiculous amounts of like 65%. <laughs> these are not exact numbers. I'll have to dig them out. But, you know, there's a big percentage of people you know, are happy to hear from from brands, but feel that the content is is irrelevant and annoying. Yeah. Especially with the rise of ad blockers, you know, yeah. and, and the highly competitive, you know, swipe of the of the newsfeed, the swipe up, the swipe down, the swipe across. Um, you know, is you've absolutely got to be having content that that stands out and and say the you know the approach that you guys are taking is absolutely absolutely doing that. Um, Oh, cool. I yeah, really appreciate your time, Ollie. I know you guys are busy doing a lot of great stuff over there. And um, well, I'll, I'll chuck in some links in the episode description to right. bringpod.co.uk. You know, it's really worth checking out um, Learn Lounge um, and also Classroom to Boardroom. Um, so we'll put some link. I'll put some links in the episode description. Um, it's definitely worth having a look at to seeing the approach that Ollie and the team are, are taking. But um, yeah, really appreciate your time, Ollie. Thanks very much. No worries. Thanks a lot, Chris. And have a good uh, have a good evening. You too. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to follow or subscribe for the latest episode drops. And don't forget to get in touch if you want to contribute.